You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club, with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast, we will once again be dipping our toes in the river of classic film. We'll take a look at two more entries off the list of all-time classic films. Firstly, we'll have a gander at another film from Michael Hankey called Funny Games, and then we'll turn our attention to a film from 2019 called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Along the way, I'll read out a few of your emails. We'll have a film that's what I would like to see, and a Randall recommends, but first... I would like to apologise in the delay for putting out this new podcast, as I'm afraid in the last few weeks there's been a bit of a to-do with the local constabulary. I'm pretty sure I mentioned in the last podcast that I'd found a rather large, heavy bag that had a torso in it. Now, well, for some reason, the coppers seem to think that I must have had something to do with it, as apparently I was seen hanging around the garages and me dabs were all over the bag. Mr White got me a nice brief, who sorted it all out and explained that I was nothing but an innocent party in all of this and they've let me go pending further investigation. My solicitor, Dawn Sanders, told me that as long as I had nothing to do with it, I was safe and sound. But I told her I remember the Birmingham Six. I'm on about the real Birmingham Six, not the Birmingham Six with the Jacksons tribute band from Dudley. Now luckily so far, they've found no evidence that I was involved and the only crime I'm guilty of is being a nosy sod. Not that that washes with the local community round here. People keep crossing the road to avoid me, and I hear people saying, he looks the sort. And one woman even shouted at me the other day, what have you done with the head, you bastard? But that all seems to be dying down a bit now. Now, according to Tommy's slippers, the rumour down the chip shop is that he's got something to do with the competition that Dealer Dave ran in this very podcast. But Tommy does walk around town in his dressing gown and gym jams all the time, so his word ain't gospel even though Mr White has advised me that I should probably steer clear of Dave until the dust settles. On the subject of Mr White, though, since moving in here, he's been getting right on me pip. Don't know if he blames me for what happened with his cat or what, but he's been right moody recently. Keeps getting on at me to do jobs round the house, like run the hoover round and stuff. A bit of hard work never killed anyone, he said the other day. Uh, and I asked him, have you ever seen Bridge on the River Kwai? To tell you the truth, I am feeling a bit uncomfortable round here. The other day I was looking for a pair of scissors and I was rummaging around in his home office. And then I noticed there's a few photos of me dotted round the room. Some from when I was a little kid and a few of my old school photos. Very strange, that. And last night, he had a right go at me, right? He was watching an old episode of Celebrity Masterchef and he told me to be quiet whilst he was on. It's a shit show anyway, I mean, who gives a flying fuck if one of JLS can pouch an egg or not? Randall Parker's Film Fact The snow that fell in The Wizard of Oz was actually made of flakes of asbestos and caused some of the cast to die from illnesses relating to breathing it in. Randall Parker's Film Fact Tell you what, the way he goes on, anyone would think he was my dad or something? Emails Right, on to emails. When you think about it, isn't the internet a wonderful thing? I mean, years ago, if I was doing this, you'd have to send me a letter through the post. Thinking about it, though, I wouldn't be doing this without the internet. I mean, I got an email from a listener in America this morning. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? When I was a lad, the closest thing to emails from abroad was pen pals. I used to have a pen pal. used to write to this German lad years ago, and he used to write back. Jürgen, I think his name was. Top lad, we had similar interests, used to get along like a house on fire. But sort of, you know, life got in the way and we lost touch. Well, that was until a couple of years ago. 
and he was on the main news. Apparently, he'd kidnapped some woman and kept her in a shed in the Black Forest for six years. He's in Chokey now. I do wonder if I should write to him. You know, would he remember me though? I saw a film about Brie Larson being locked in a room for years by some nutter. Can't remember what he was called. Was I the only person sticking up for the bloke who'd locked her in the room? I can't do with her. Youngins these days don't know how lucky they are with the internet, do they? I mean, they've got all that porn they could want at their fingertips. When I was a lad, the only porn we'd have access to were the porn mags you'd find in the woods. There must have been some benevolent pervert who used to travel up and down the country just bunging wank mags in the edges for people to find. Happy days. Anyway, I'll digress. On to emails then. I've had quite a few emails asking about Mum. She's fine and enjoying a rest at a psychiatric hospital. But we'll stick to the more film-related ones for now, if that's all right. First email goes, Dear Randall, I'd just like to say I love your podcast and it makes my Monday morning trips to work more bearable. But my question is this. Would you ever consider doing film reviews that listeners have requested? My all-time favourite film is When Saturday Comes, starring the fabulous Sean Bean. I would love to hear you do a review of that. Many thanks, Jane Taylor. Well, thank you very much for the email, Jane, and she comes from up in Stoke-on-Trent. And you've got me deepest sympathies there, Jane. Yeah, it is actually something I've considered doing, and if your email, Jane, had come in a bit early, I probably would have done a review in this podcast. But I'll tell you what, in the next one, I'll make a special section of the show just for you and call it something like, I don't know, Randall's Reviews and get Big Kent to knock me a jingle up. Right, next email goes. Dear Randall, on a recent episode of your podcast, you mentioned you had fallen out of love with the Fast and Furious franchise. I too got bored with them until I did the following. Did you know if you watch something on Netflix with your mobile phone, you can speed up or slow down what you are watching? I have found that if you slow down any of the Fast and Furious films down to half speed, it's far more enjoyable and makes all the cast look like they've got learning difficulties. Many thanks, Martin Patterson. No. No, I'm sorry, Martin, I'm not condoning that. That is bang out of order. I'll have you know most of the kids in my class had learning difficulties and you should be ashamed of yourself, pal. Besides which, all the cars will be going too slow and throughout your laws of physics. Be a right mess of bollocks. You ain't thought that through, have you, Martin? On to the final email. It goes, Dear Randall, I recently managed to get access to your webcam on your laptop and get video of you watching Naughty Naughty website. I have get your contacts from your computer and if you don't send 3,000 US dollars by tomorrow, I send video of you doing jerk off to all family and friends. Well, you get the gist of it, don't you? Right, well, this is a load of bollocks, I can tell you that. I always put a blob of blue tack on the lens of my webcam, just in case. Little tip my cousin Alan told me before he popped off. Shall we do a review? Now, our first film this week is from 1997 and it's called Funny Games, directed by Michael Hankey. Now you may think that name sounds familiar, and that's because we reviewed one of his films a while back called The Piano Teacher. You know, the one with the moody woman who slices up a fanny in the bath. Yeah, well, if you thought that was odd, put your seatbelts on. Right then, film starts off with the family, mum, dad, son and dog, driving off on their holidays. And you know they ain't short of a bubble or two as they're listening to that old music posh people like. 
Well, they turn up at this big fuck-off house next to a lake. It's always a big posh house, isn't it, in these films? Ain't never a static caravan in real. Anyway, they park up, and as they're going in, the next-door neighbour says, How do, George? These two blokes are mates of me son. And he introduces two blokes in really tight shorts. Right, so they settle in, and the two blokes in tight shorts pop round. And they say, Can we borrow some eggs, love? The woman gives them some eggs, and then they keep breaking them. And then, supposedly by accident, they fuck the phone up. The woman says, Fuck off out me gaff. They say, Nah, love. Then she tells her husband to tell him to fuck off out the gaff. And he gets a bit handy, and one of the lads busts his legs with a nine-iron. Anyway, the two tight short lads basically decide to terrorise the family just for shits and giggles. They kill the dog, make the woman take a frock off, put a pillowcase on the kid's head and then tie them all up. Now I have got a bit of an issue with this. If I wore shorts that tight, I'm sure at some point I would have popped a bollock out. You know, when I bent down to tie them up. But they must be wearing industrial strength underpants or something. But back to the film. They subject the family to a load of stupid games, hence the title of the film. Anyway, the little kid manages to escape and goes next door, but there's nobody there. And one of the tight short blokes find him, and the kid finds a gun and tries to shoot him, but the gun ain't loaded. Rookie mistake, kid. Rookie mistake. Anyway, one of the tight short lads makes them a bet that they all won't survive till morning, and sends the dad off to make some butties in the kitchen. Then, they decide to shoot the kid and fuck off. That was a shocker, I can tell you. I nearly shat myself when they shot the kid. Anyway, finally, Mum and Dad, they stop blarting right about a dead kid and then decide to make a break for it. Then the two tired short fuckers come back and the woman blasts one of them with a shotgun. But then, strap yourselves in for this, right? The other baddie, who isn't shot, grabs a remote control and presses a rewind button and the whole film goes backwards and then his mate ain't dead. Yeah, you heard me right. The whole thing goes into rewind. That really did make my arse itch. Now, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, but as you can probably tell, it was never going to end well. Now, this is the second Michael Hankey film I've seen, and I have to say this, he really does need to see someone. As with The Piano Teacher, this is some fucked up shit. Now, it is a foreign film with them subtitles, and you know my opinions on them. I ain't got a problem with them. But for those of you who can't be asked with subtitles, in 2007, our man Mike remade this film in English, so you could enjoy it too. Ratings-wise, being as it's something that tries to subvert the genre but falls flat on its face, I'm going to put it on a par with something like Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That was Funny Games. Watch that if you like seeing people in thick woolly jumpers and unfeasibly tight shorts asking strangers for eggs. Right, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone down at Wyden Bailey Fabrication where I work. I'm still on furlough out of a staff of just over 100. I'm the last one. But I'm sure it won't be long now. Anyway, last week I managed to catch up with a load of the familiar faces from down there. Janice from Accounts, Large Lionel, Pete from Dispatch, The Horse Whisperer. It really was lovely catching up with the gang. It was real fun, you know, and it's the first funeral I've been to since lockdown. Yeah, poor old Colin Parry, or as he was known, The Stomach. He died from complications from a cemented anus. Not, don't know exactly what that is, but he does sound particularly nasty. He was a big fella, and it took four extra people to carry the coffin. They had to stop for a rest at one point. Big coffin, yeah, but after a bit of fettling, they got it in the hole and they managed to get him underground. I have to admit, I did have a bit of a drink. Don't normally drink, and I had a sherry and I was well gone. And I did make a bit of a show of myself. 
They seemed to take exception to me doing me bra and blessed impression. And then I was asked to leave the wake. Yeah, I felt about as welcome as a kick in the cods from Bruce Lee. But Mr White told me not to worry too much about it. But on the plus side, it was nice to catch up with the gang. Films that what I would like to see. Right, on to films that what I would like to see. Now it's a thriller and it's called The Body in the Bag. Right, so a normal good-looking bloke is off down the shops and finds a bag and opens it and finds a torso. He gets the blame for the murder. He sets out to clear his name whilst the authorities try to catch him. You probably want to cast someone like George Clooney in it. So any film companies wanted to take that to the next level, why not drop me a line? The email address as always is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Films that what I would like to see. When I was under arrest, I was subject to a strip search. What happened was, uh, I went into my cell and the officer was already in my cell. And he asked me to take all my clothes off. And he stuck his finger up my bum, see if I was smuggling anything in. Well, he didn't find anything. And afterwards, the officer stayed in the cell with me for a good hour or so. And just sat opposite me, staring and smiling and made me feel quite uncomfortable. Later on, they let me go. And I found out the officer who did the strip search wasn't actually a police officer after all. But was in fact local pervert Sticky Mickey, who I was sharing a holding cell with. He'd been arrested earlier in the day for flashing his prick at the passing cars of the McDonald's drive-thru. Dawn Sanders, my solicitor, or as we call her, Dawn of Justice. Little Batman versus Superman joke there for you. Uh, She put a complaint into the police, so I could be in line for a nice bit of compensation. Bit like the time Mum found that spider in that tin of peaches. Yeah, she went on Richard and Judy after that happened. So on to our second film this week, it's from 2019 and it's called Portrait of a Lady on Fire and it's directed by Celine Sciamma, Schema, Sciamma, well something like that anyway. Ding dong, lady director. Well done, love. Now it's another film with subtitles and this one is set in the olden days but it's olden days in France. Now it starts off at some painting school where Marianne, the main lady in this, is a teacher. Now one of the kids in her class says, have a look at one of your paintings and she shows one of a woman with a frock on fire. I used to love art at school. I couldn't draw but it was always a right doss, wasn't it? Anyways, we have a flashback to how the painting came about. Now it turns out that old Marianne is hired to paint a picture of some posh lady who's going to get married and she won't sit for pictures because she don't want to get married. So our Marianne has to pretend to be a companion and do the actual painting in secret. Now they spend most of their days walking along the beach and being right grumpy and Marianne nips off at night to make the painting. Well they slowly become mates and Marianne says I've got a painting of you and the other bird says alright then let's have a look at it. Right so she has a look at it and says blimey that's dog shit isn't it mate. And then she says let's do a proper one when me mum fucks off on holiday. So mum fucks off on holiday and leaves them with the maid. And they all get along really well, and then they begin the painting. And the maid says, oh, by the way, I'm up at the duff. Can we go see the gypsies so they can fuck it off? So that's what they do. Anyway, when they get back from the gypsies, Marianne and the other bird start to snog, and they have it off in front of the fire. 
Now this is done right, classy. Not like that lesbian film Ken showed me a couple of Easter's ago. I'll tell you what, some of the things in that were unhygienic. All I can say is I hope they boil washed the cup afterwards. Anyway, Marianne paints the picture and everyone's happy with it. And then the mum comes back off holiday and the lesbians have to split up because they didn't have lesbians in the olden days France. Shame that, because they seem so happy together. Anyway, that's sort of the end of the film and no one ends up happy. The course of true love never runs smooth, does it? Ratings-wise, I'm going to have to put this on a par with something like Secret Life of Pets 2 as it's thoroughly watchable and you can't help but enjoy it. That was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Watch that if you want to see a lesbian burn a best frock on a gypsy bonfire. Randall recommends... What with those Disney Plus programmes and Black Widow being out, we are now well underway with Phase 4 of the MCU and the latest offering is Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Not to be confused with Ron Jeremy and the Twelve Ring Holes, which is a totally different concept altogether. Now this one stars Simu Liu, uh, I hope I've pronounced that right, as Shang-Chi, who is a Marvel character no one's heard of before, but they all pretend they have so they can seem like a smart-arse. Now this combines two of my favourite types of film, Kung Fu and Marvel, what's not to love. It's out now at all good cinemas, on Disney Plus and also a few of them dodgy websites. Randall recommends. So thank you so much for listening. As always you can contact the podcast if you've got a question, have a suggestion for a film or just want to offer words of encouragement. I'd love to hear from you. The email address is randallparker1971 at gmail.com to offer a bit.